Are you just laying there in your bed? There is no sunshine. Your to-do list looming over your head. Nothing but clouds and it's dark in my heart and it feels like a cold night. Yeah. How are you going to fix that? Today's a new day. Well, the good news is it's Saturday morning. Where are my blue skies? Lou is standing by, ready to take your calls. Hi, Mary. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, my gosh. This is so thrilling. And ready to tell you everything is going to be all right. All right, I have the best solution for you. It's going to work great, okay. and it's going to solve all your problems. So come on, put your two feet on the floor and a smile on your face, and let's start this day and this show. Here's your host, Lou Manfredini, and House Smarts Radio. God's people. You look so much better when you smile. Yep. We all look better when you smile. Every day going to be perfect, but it still don't mean today don't have purpose. Come on. Today's a new day. I was walking into WGN TV on Friday, early in the morning. You know, it's early, right, when I go in. And there's this audio, the young man who's new in audio. Corey is his name, and he's standing there. Big, tall, good-looking young man. I mean, I'm going to say he wasn't even, you know, 26, 27, 28 years old, right in Lindsay's, Lindsay's wheelhouse. She's a married woman, but she likes young men. And um, he uh, he's standing there, and he's got this scowl on his face. And I said, what's your name? He looks at me and he goes, my name's Corey. I go, you know, you're a handsome young man. You'd be even handsomer if you smiled. And he smiled. He had a beautiful smile. All of us. Come on, Don, give me a smile. Yeah. Yeah, Don, you didn't say, you don't you sound like you're a little sick. I know, you sound sick. Yeah, right, Don? Uh, yeah, no, I feel great. I was up a little bit late last night. Uh, Gretchen oh. and I were at a, a baby soiree for some friends of ours. Oh, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> a baby soiree. That's baby right. Soiree. That's what they called that, it. That's the, age, that's the age you're at now. Oh, we were at a baby soiree. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All my friends are having babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was up a little later than yeah. normal, but it was a lot what of fun. What time did you get to bed? About 11.15. Uh, late enough to catch the end of that World Series game one, which Ooh, was awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Uh, well, let me tell you how I went to bed last night. Good morning, Andy. By Good the way. morning. Um, I go to bed. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we already talked about how you like young men. Um, and anyway... <clears throat> I'm going to bed early. I don't know. I was watching a little, bit, a little bit of that Bulls game, which Andy will talk about, which mm-hmm. is you know oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm going to bed. You know, my wife, she loves every kind of sport. I'm there. I'm half asleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And then I'm now I'm like, okay, what, what is going on? She comes into the bedroom. She's going, oh, my gosh, the Bulls had a chance to win the game, and now it's going into overtime. I'm uh-huh. like, I can't even try to go to sleep. <laughs> right. I love you. Go watch the game. And then she goes and watches the overtime, and that's all I'm hearing. Oh! Oh! You got to make that shot! That's awesome. It was awesome. I yep. mean, it's awesome. <laughs> she is married to the wrong man. I mean, she 100% is married to the wrong man. Uh, but anyway, that was kind of funny. That's uh, sweet. It was a great night. Yeah. How was Not the baby? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... But just overtime. I, I, I heard. Uh, I heard um, um, Dave uh, Annett talk about when the you know the t- game was starting yesterday morning. He's like, mm-hmm. right, everybody thought that the Diamondbacks and the Texans were going to be in the World Series. Raise your hand. And, yeah, I don't see any hands out there? It was like a seventeen <laughs> fifty to one shot at the beginning of the year. To, really? Yeah, to pick that one. I think. Oh if, yeah. You know, um, this is pretty exciting. Andy, yeah. are you uh, are you like uh, uh, are you into this whole? betting online betting stuff you know i haven't really gotten into it i get it and i understand it um, yeah, okay but that's it's, that's I, pretty I much all that, i yeah. think that at some point i would like 
and I think it would be helpful to those that don't do it mm-hmm. to have a tutorial on how it all works. Yeah. Like, I want to know what a tight money line spread is. Yeah, I'd like to know like, that, too. Everybody talks about that, like, uh, tight money line spreads. And, like, there's all these, you know, and the, and, and the thing is, the people that promote it, like, there's some new guy in town that's, I mean, there's like a million of these ads, mm-hmm. right? You wonder how, and I do worry about the addiction of the gambling thing for people. Yeah, I right. have zero interest. I'm not going to, you know, it has no anything for me. Yeah. I will, you know, and, but, you know, they talk, the, the way they say it, it's like everybody knows what it is. And I suppose if you bet, you do, but yeah, it would be. I mean, I think, you know, the people would say, you know, it gets a little technical, but those are the people that are locked into it and really into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they get it and they understand it. Right. And I mean, you'll notice at the end of all these uh, these commercials that run, there's you know an ad for one eight hundred Gambler, and just to make yeah. sure that people are doing it responsibly, it's c- kind of like anything. I mean, mm. I I've never really gotten into crazy betting. I mean, I Final Four that kind of thing. As you saw, how good we how, how what we did uh, <laughs> last March. I won't talk about that much right. anymore. Right. But uh, you know, I for for me to, to as a sports guy to be betting on things, I, I think I know too much. And I would probably trip myself up in a bet because I think I know more than I should. Oh, right. So, yeah, you said that when we did the yeah, overanalyzing. Brackets. Yeah. Like you overanalyze, mm-hmm. oh, Correct. of course they're going to win, and then you'd put $50 on there right. and you'd lose it all. Correct. Whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, that worries me. And it's all about trends. You know, betting's about trends, and it's about uh, how teams perform against the spread and whether they're home or they're a road and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, so can I just ask one question, some simple question? I know yeah. I'm going to sound like a dope, but... Over what's the over and under? So that's the total points scored in the game. They'll they'll set a line and they'll set say say for the Bears game. I think it's forty six. So the so team's have betting. To, so they're saying that the total points scored in a Bears game will be forty six. Correct. Between the two teams combined. Correct. So you can bet it over or you can bet it under. So I can say I think they're going to score eighty. Correct. Yeah. And you would yeah. bet over. And then I'm going to p- place a bet on that number. Correct. Well, what if they and what if they only do seventy nine? Well, you bet over. Yeah, it's you don't. Still you don't. Over you, don't lay, you don't. Lay, you don't put. Uh, put oh, a I don't have to put a number. number. No, no, no. You just put a number. It's just. It's like pass fail in college. You know, it's just, this oh, is over under. Betting. Yeah, this is over under. <laughs> that's my kind of betting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can, but you passed. Yeah, <laughs> you failed. You right, passed. Right, you failed. Right, right. C's get degrees. Remember yeah, that. that's right. Good All point. right. Well, I think there could be something there. I really do. Okay. I don't know. Lindsay, do you understand that at all? Betty? No, but you'd be proud. Well, I don't know if proud is the word. But <laughs> I do have I do have my own uh, horse racing app. Oh, oh, really? Where I do my online betting. Nice. Wait, go ahead oh, and for tell the derby? people about your big win that you were well, with. Well, my your... dad is a big horse. He loves the horse races. Your father loves horse racing, has he his whole life. Has... Right, right. And you were with and him. we used to go all the time. Yeah, and we were just, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago. So we do it like for the Derby. I don't do it all the time. But we were together a couple of weeks ago, and one of his friends had a horse running. And it was like the last, I mean, the worst odds on the whole race. Or and the best odds. It's a long shot, right? It's a long shot, No, the worst. Right? It was, the, they were, he was the worst horse, apparently. In the okay. Race. But we put. Uh, well, I did. He did like he does all the exacta boxes and the right. you know, perfectas. Mm. I don't right. really understand and those. And you daily like doubles, three dollars to win. Right. And the stupid horse won. <laughs> Whoa. And we were at a restaurant <laughs> watching this race online, and we almost got kicked out because we were like, "Oh my god!" 
<laughs> it was right. You bet like five bucks and you won like eighty. I won. Th- yeah, it's amazing. Right? I won. Th- I placed. I put three dollars, two, I think. And oh my gosh! I won like two hundred dollars. Oh wow. my gosh! That's, That's great. Awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. Right. Coffee's on Lindsay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're buying. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is How Smarts Radio. Uh, coming up after 7 o'clock, the word of the day, which is a good one. Uh, don't be nervous about it. It's coming up after. See what I did there? It, See what I did there? I was kind of doing like a Halloween theme. You get it? Oh, really? It's like, ooh, huh. we're nervous. Ooh. Yeah. Well, don't give too much away. Easy. Ooh. That's coming up. Word of the day after 7 o'clock this morning. Then we're also going to talk about the importance of uh, training when it comes to hiring an HVAC contractor to work on your home. Oh, and a couple times. Last week, you know, I talked about this crazy broom that I couldn't remember the name, and evidently we got a ton of texts about it. The name of this broom that you can, they have an inside and outside broom, is called the Schmutz Haken Dirt Hook Broom. Schmutz. Haken, H-A-K-K-E-N, Dirt Hook Broom. It's this really cool broom with like a like a hook nose on it, like a witch. There's a theme. And uh, the, the, they claim, and I've used this broom, you sweep up more than the vacuum cleaner. It really does a nice job. And uh, it's a really good, if you're looking for a really good broom, both for inside and out, they make two versions of it. The hook, nope, the schmutz. Haken Dirt Hook Broom is the name of it. You can probably find it online and at a store near you. All right, it's 620 in the morning. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. We've been wearing masks and stuffing our face with treats the past eight months. Why not keep it going with Halloween? Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini, on House Smarts Radio. What a black magic I had all ones to choose from, and I chose that one. That was like vintage. Vintage, right. Happy Halloween. I've got a black magic 857-557-4, Lou. 857-557-4568. What, uh, what are you going to wear for what home? Are, uh, you know, I did, uh, I think I'm retiring the bear suit. <gasps> yeah, I think the bear suit made its last uh, appearance. Are you going to be tattered. Like a new, like a, an updated? I don't know what I'm going to do. Costume? What, what, are you your typical witch this year again, once oh, again? Oh, that was really mean. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I think that there's, I think that there's great, uh, I think that there's, I, I like the consistency. I think that. That kids are always looking. Oh, Mrs. Smithwick always dresses up like a oh, witch, like there a good she is witch, again. like a good no, like a good. It's witch. Not Halloween. And what are but, the what? Um, what are the girls? No. Are the girls going as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Um, no, surprisingly, but we've got Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games. Oh, sure, right? Okay, I know who that is. And we've got a police officer. A police officer. Yep. Interesting. Okay. I know. Who's who? Sadie is Katniss, and Katniss, Sydney is this right. cute little. What does one wear as Katniss? Like a, a like? Didn't she have a bow and arrow? Yeah, it's like a bow and arrow, and kind of like some tattered dress. Got it. And like long, it's... right? Did long hair, and she, did she have anything on her face? No. 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 She just read the book, and so she's really into Katniss. Into... Yeah. Well, that's good. I and know. and and trick or treating is Tuesday. Tuesday, that's right. Nice. But we're very upset about the candy because now we have braces this year. Oh, Not me, but 
Katniss, oh, and Katniss she has is braces. very... Why, you're not allowed to eat candy when you have braces? Well, not, che- not the chewy kind. Oh, right, because it'll come off. Right, I didn't think about that, right? <laughs> I never had braces. I never had, I never you had, didn't? No. Ugh. With the, the gap I have in my teeth? Are you kidding me? Let's see. Mm, up in the middle? I got like the David Letterman gap. You got nice teeth. They're not bad. Yeah, for a guy not having them. 857 557 4 When I was on uh, GNTV um, on Friday, <clears throat> one of the things that I was talking about is uh, it is going to get cold fast. And weather stripping and any kind of weatherization that you're going to do, it's really a good idea to do it before it gets too cold. Most of that stuff can be applied in the colder weather. There's not a lot of innovation when it comes to um, this weather stripping stuff, but it's really all about, you know, keeping the draft out. And I think the single best thing you can do, which is pretty inexpensive, is buy a tube of acrylic clear caulking and then go around the perimeter of your home, if you have, especially if you have hard surface flooring, and caulk the base trim to the floor. That's an area where you get a lot of gaps. You know, even in a newer home, when they put the drywall in, you know, on the studs, they insulate it all, but they the, the typically the drywall doesn't go all the way to the floor. There's a little bit of a gap. And over time, the floor is settled, trim moves, there's a gap there, and you get a fair amount of airflow coming through that area. And so the caulking with the clear caulk around the perimeter like that will absolutely make a huge difference. It goes on white when you put it on, and um, you can either buy it in a big caulk tube or a small squeeze tube, depending on how much of an area you need to cover. But you squeeze it on, use your finger to kind of tool it smooth, and then within 24 hours, it will dry clear. It goes on white, so you'll see what you're doing. But it goes on clear. You won't even know it's there when it's dry, and it makes such a difference. Another area, obviously, is the front and back door, um, you know, over time, what happens is, you know, they, they get a little out of whack. Maybe they get sanded or trimmed, and now you see the big gaps. There's a couple of, of really good uh, insulating products out there that you can use on front doors. One is from a company called MD, M as in Mary, D as in dog, and it's designed specifically for entry doors. So it's three pieces. It's typically made out of wood. They make an aluminum version too, but the wood one, you can just cut with a, you know, any kind of handsaw or small little saw you may have to length. And it has this really strong 3M double-sided tape on the backside of it. So close the door, lock the door, and from the outside, you know, use a like a, a rag and some 409 or fantastic to first clean the jam around on the outside, let that dry, then close the door, lock the door, and then put cut the piece, measure across the top of the door, and cut the first piece, the header piece, and then place it, take the tape off, place the, um, the weather stripping portion as a flexible part of it against the door. Don't push crazy hard, but just enough so that you're making contact and there's a there's good contact across the whole top of the door. And then roll your fingers and stick the double-sided tape and then really push and press it in place. Then repeat that on the two vertical sides. Cut it to length with the door closed and locked. Same thing. Put that pressure against the door and peel the tape and roll it back in place. And you'll be amazed 
at how it takes the draft away from the front door. And by being careful about how much you push, it should not hinder at all your ability to lock the door when you uh, when you go to leave or when you come home at night. All right, 857-557-4LU is our phone number, 857-557-4568. We need to head into the WGN newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. I love this song. Okay, Jim, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. You know how you have to keep repeating things because people don't listen? Yes. Listen up, because you're tuned into Lou. This is going to be one of those, I've heard the answer before, but all right, it happened to me this time. He's taking your calls live all morning long. All you have to do is pick up that phone. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio on this beautiful Saturday morning. Take it, Lou. Me playing the guitar? Is that why I'm supposed to take it? 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. I know you're all waking up this morning. It's dark. Kind of that first morning where, you know, like it's really dark outside. The time hasn't changed. Just wait. It'll get even darker. It's the worst. I don't like it. I, the, the, this, I mean, I, I love the fall. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm a big sweater wearer. Love sweaters, and uh, so I'm excited about that. And uh, but uh, yeah, the darkness is tough, right? We'll be spending the whole mornings when we do this show on Saturdays, you know, in the darkness until for a while. So, but that's good. You can wake up, and we can help you this morning. All you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven Four five six eight is our phone number. Um, with uh, the leaf cleanup, you got to kind of you know. There's a couple of uh, camps on the leaf stuff. A lot of people just leave them. They don't do anything about that. I am not a huge fan of that personally, and and I think that if you talk to most landscapers, if the, you know, especially now the leaves are super wet, you can damage your lawn. Um, and, and if you wait, you know, until there's huge piles, um, it's just a bummer to clean up. So I'm of the, uh, the camp of kind of a little bit each time, you know, you have a moment to kind of rake up or mulch, whatever it might be. Cleanup is, is really important. And then that one last mow, once that's all done, kind of shorter to to just let it sit for the winter and then the the reason you go a little bit shorter is that depending on the kind of winter that we get i mean there's all these predictions but i think that uh, all of us have been around long enough to know that we just don't know nobody can really predict how the whole winter is going to go right and uh i mean i know that we were talking about uh halloween and how it might be colder but um you know remember a few years ago when it snowed on halloween and it was like a pretty good snowstorm on halloween and then we hardly got any snow the rest of the year. That was like the first thing. Remember, it was really snowy on that day. So um, anyway, get a nice, get those leaves raked up. Do a one sh- one mow uh, shorter a little bit, and then the if you're if you're one of the people that likes to do the uh, you know fertilizing programs like the four step plan or whatever, go ahead and put down that last step. You know that winterizer, which really does a nice job of. Um, uh, allowing the roots to grow deep over the winter. It's a very slow release, and uh, it really will make a difference uh, next spring for sure. 
and a little bit more to do before the winter comes, whatever that might be. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Let's go to the phone lines now. This is uh, Glinda in Kenosha. Hi, Glinda. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you. How can I help you? Question. I'm a real estate broker in Kenosha County, Wisconsin, and I have a listing with low-voltage electricity in the house, the whole house. It's large. Built in 1969, getting pushback from consumers that it all needs to be brought up to something else. The whole the whole house is low voltage. Correct. All the fixtures. Yes. So what do I uh, hold on now? Well, that's an interesting. So are there are there recessed cam lights and stuff that are. In the no, house? No cam lights. No, no cam lights. It's vintage 1969 construction. Um, actually, it's a gothic arch design. Very complicated. Right. Home. And so are the so the, are the receptacles different? Like they're not standard 120 receptacles. They're push buttons. A push button on top for on, yeah. and a push button below for off. And are the are the receptacles where you would plug something in, like a two prong plug? Yes, but not traditional. It has to be a certain type of receiver, correct? Correct. Boy, oh boy, Glinda, that's a tough one. It is. I had one um, person come in. He said the house should be gutted inside. Mm-hmm. All the electrical pulled out of the walls and uh, new electrical. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, the, so the, the issue you're going to have, I'm not going to tell you your business, but um, even a guy like me, if I came in there where I, where I understand it all, it doesn't make any sense moving forward because all that stuff's unavailable, right? And right. so, I mean, you know, you're talking about, I mean, so it has... It has a it has regular utility from like Alliant or or We Energy coming in, right? It has a regular electrical meter on the outside. Yes, it does. And it has a circuit panel in the. Is it, does the house have a basement? It does not. It does not. So there's a mechanical room with a circuit panel. And are they are they? You said it's vintage 1960. So are they screw in fuses? No, they're uh, they're circuit breakers, but there's there's multiple panels. Got it. Okay. Um, well, you're in real estate, uh, Glinda, so you know that every house sells for the right price. But yes, is it a big house? Yes. Oh. Okay. So the service alone, you know, in Wisconsin, if I am going to throw numbers out there. The service drop with the new 200-amp panel is probably a $4,000 proposition. Yes. And then if we have um, an electrician come and redo, you know, put outlets everywhere that's in there, I mean, you can do it without gutting it, but you'll you'll create a lot of holes everywhere, right? That's mm-hmm. that's probably another 20 Easy. Right. So it's probably... This is a three... It's a three-level uh, home. Right. Gothic arch. Beautiful. Right. Right. Except for this. Right. <laughs> wow, that is, I, can I tell you something? This is the, sure. in, in 20, 
eight years, I don't think I've ever gotten a call like this where the whole house was low voltage. And okay. I mean, that that is super unique. Um, but I, I totally get where the pushback's coming from. And hopefully your sellers understand that because there's going to have to be some concession to be able to get it sold. Correct. Yeah. I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you. Oh, you provide the best answers. You validate what I'm hearing and yeah. what has to be done. Yeah, I it, thank you for taking my call. I've been waiting for weeks to call oh, I'm get so, through. I'm so glad. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge there is, A, no one's going to understand it. And, uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I had electricians out uh, working on a project for me, and um, I was show- and these were young guys who were licensed and whatever, and I was showing them old mercury switches that they'd never seen before. They went to electrical school and whatever. They don't even cover it anymore because it hasn't been made <laughs> for years. And so something like this... I'm sure even a you know a regular a, what they call line electrician is like oh my god I've never seen anything like this before and uh, I hear that every yeah. I hear that every every time story. you call a different electrician <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great electrician uh, company I mean out of um, Lake Geneva called Foremost okay and uh, it would be worth it to call them to just come and give you an estimate so you have it in your back pocket. I will do that. Foremost Electric out of Lake Geneva, and uh, I know they go to Kenosha, and uh, they do a really nice job, really good electricians. Oh, so this is Western Kenosha County. Uh, That's a slam dunk for them. Even better. Even better. Yeah. Yes. All right, Glenda, thanks so much. You you helped me with my travertine stone two years ago, my floors. Oh, you said, I, there's no shortcut. You got to scrub. Got, a, got me an electric scrubber. And? <laughs> clean, got, clean, clean. There you go. I love it. All right, Glenda, have a great day. You have a wonderful day, too, Lou. Thank you. You got it. 857 557 857 We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Hey, you know, your home, your family, your moments. First Alert is reminding you to be prepared and install smoke and carbon monoxide on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level, plus the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your moments and your home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and your local Ace Hardware. Don't go away. We'll be right back. tuned in to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. He's taking your questions live till 10 right here on 720 WGN. Give me a one-way ticket somewhere I've never been. I'm rock, paper, scissors, and I'm bound to win. You can't shake me. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. 857-557-4568. Anyway, anytime. Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Dave in Gurney. Hey, Dave, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I listen to you every Saturday morning, and so does my... uh, girlfriend. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How may I help you this morning? Yeah. Well, um, we wanted to we wanted to know when you and Lindsay are going to do a 
Christmas carol for for Christmas. Oh, you know that's so nice of you. We we actually <laughs> we actually were talking about. Well, go ahead, Lindsay. We who to talk about the idea that someone. Some well, very special my listener. Idea. Some very special listener sent Lindsay uh, a text about an idea. My my uh, BF Doc Emmerich just like sent me a text last week well, and said, good. "Hey, I have this great idea." And then I talked yeah. about it with you, and we loved it. Yeah, Lindsay. And so you're validating that. So Lindsay said that um, um, <laughs> the Doc Emmerich said, you know, maybe instead of doing a whole song, we just do little snippets, and we do it, uh, you know, around oh. Christmas time or something like that. We close right. the show out actually. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we we uh, we're, we're talking about it. We 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 need to we 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 haven't done it in a long time. That's very kind. We we should probably do that. I got to work on my voice now. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds. She sounds. She sounds great. Me, you know, I'm just along for the ride. So you, you sounded good when you sang "Happy Birthday" to somebody the other day. <laughs> oh, to John Williams. That's right. Yeah, John yeah. Williams. That's right. Yeah, John Williams. Uh, so, yeah, that was funny. That's good. Well, you're you're a good man, Dave. I appreciate you and your girlfriend listening every Saturday morning. Okay, you have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 557 4 Lou. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. We've got open phone lines. If we can help you this morning, we're here until 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, anything that we can help you with in and around your home, uh, you just got to pick up the phone and give us a call. I know it's hard to get up. It's, the sun's starting to come up a little bit. I see it's lightening up out there. Look, look, look really good out there. So, uh, anyway, let me know what I can do to help you. Uh, for sure. But let me tell you also about the Toro product of the month giveaway, because uh, this is a good one for this time of year. The powerful, portable, and versatile, that's the Toro product of the month. It's the 60-volt max impulse endeavor inverter. Now, whether you're tailgating or camping, the Toro 60-volt max power inverter has the power whenever you need it to charge it or run your electronics with three outlet options. You can plug into phones and laptops to portable lights and fans. It's all part of Toro's interchangeable lineup of 75-plus Flex Force tools. Enter to win the Toro 60-volt Max Impulse Endeavor Inverter. The Toro October Product of the Month at WGNRadio.com slash contests. That's at WGNRadio.com slash contests. This sweepstakes ends this Tuesday on Halloween, October 31st. At 11.59 p.m., WGNRadio.com slash contest to enter to win the 60-volt Impulse Endeavor Inverter. 857-557-4LOU-857-557-4568 is our phone number. We, uh, coming up a little bit later on this morning, we have uh, a Noodaloo 2 that is, I don't love the name of the of the Noodle 2, but it is a very practical item. And in particular, I was thinking about this the other day that I would like one of these because, you know, when you're driving around, you lose stuff in your seat, you know, and um, in particular, you know, I mean, well, like Lindsay, you, with your girls, you're, you're probably driving around a lot where you're in the front and the girls are in the back. They don't sit in the front seat. Correct. Right? And so, although there is one thing about this thing that, well, I have another. I have a question about oh. how you drive and where you put something, but we'll save that for <laughs> uh, we'll save that for uh, after seven thirty this morning. So it's a good one. And then I received 
another Noodaloo 2 that came to me, which is going to be later on in the month, that uh, we need to try out. I'm going to try it out. But it's... Uh, it's uh, it's almost like a medical device. Not quite sure. I need to I need to play around with it a little bit. But that's coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, and and uh, and to me, I look at it and it's like if you have COPD, this is your product. So for all you COPD people, keep listening. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Frank in Lombard. Hey Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, I had to replace two toilets in a vanity because rust developed over time. I'm on well water. Okay. And after I replaced them, the downstairs toilet is fine, the vanity's fine, but I get a lot of rust marks in the upstairs toilet. And how do you get rid of that? And uh, how long have you had them installed? About two weeks. Oh, wow. So it happened immediately. Okay, so that to me then tells me that there's something going on with the water line leaking in. If you take the lid off the tank, are you seeing any rust in there? Actually, I haven't tried that yet because I was concerned because I don't, it's a toilet without a handle. I forgot those two buttons on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, af- I was afraid I might disconnect something, so I didn't try that. Yeah, right. So it's a low-flush toilet. Okay. Um, how old is the house, Frank? Oh, wow. Uh, at least 60 years old. And you had a plumber do all this? Yes. And you said you're on well. Do you use do you use a water softener? Yes. Okay. So my guess is there's something going on with the water line that there's like electrolysis or something, or it's a dirty line if it's galvanized that's causing that rust. But one thing that might help you is change your... Uh, the salt that you use to one that is designed to take the rust out. Like there's an iron one that's specifically to take out the iron rust. And it's, it's a little bit more, that's the word I'm looking for robust. And if you tried that for a month and see if that helps to improve it, that would be worth a try. Yeah, actually right now I do use uh, a rust preventer salt. Uh, yeah, and it's not helping. And it's not helping. Yeah. Not at all. I think it's the water line leading to that toilet. And so your option is um, there is a, you can either talk about replacing the lines, which will be an expense, or there's a company called Fluid Master that makes a setup with a cartridge you can put in the tank, which is a little bit problematic because you got to figure out how to take that lid off. But it has a cleaner on it, and through the water, when it feeds, it goes through like a filter and a cleaner before it fills the tank. And then you would just change this cartridge every, like, four months or so. Okay, I have a question. Is uh, Would it be possible, uh, helpful, if I just added, like, a rust remover in the tank? Right, but you got to do that every, you know, you got to do that every time you flush. Really? Well, sure, because when you flush it, then it's all gone. That's why if you go with this Fluid Master thing, it goes through the water line, and um, and it does it automatically. Okay, and who does that? Just any plumber? Any plumber, and that, that you can buy that at a hardware store, and then they could install it for you. Uh, Frank, thanks so much for the phone call. 
The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Up in the morning and out to school. Time now for our word of the day. I don't understand. Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you. It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Of course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep. But we like to teach you a thing or two. They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became their humid, prepossessing homo sapiens with full-sized aortic pump. Now back to Lou on House Smarts Radio. Up in the morning and out to school. Time for our word of the day. It's all about teaching, learning together. The concert T-shirt we think is in the in. At least people are thinking about it. I think that's where it's going, right? (laughs) Right, a concert T-shirt with the words of the day. Yes. Right. That'd be a lot, though. Forty-eight words of the day. We only do forty-eight shows. Just use a small font. <laughs> It'll fit. I, who, so, can I talk about That's the good. small font for a minute? You oh, know, yeah. as an older person now that I have to wear glasses, um, like if I travel, okay, you know, when you go and you travel and you get the little shampoo and the little conditioner. Oh yeah, I can't see which is which because mm. you don't wear your glasses when you're right. in the shower. Of mm. course, right? Could we get like a big S and a big? C on the bottle? What are you laughing? Why are you laughing at me? You're laughing at me. First of all, I think it's interesting you use conditioner. Well, no, I don't. I don't want to use conditioner with this hair, with the little I have of it. I don't, but I don't want to use the conditioner. uh, Although, you know, a little trick if you forget shape for a man, I guess this worked for a woman too. Use conditioner as your shaving cream if you forget. That's a little trick. That's good to know. Well, sure. That's what I've done that. Right, and it works. And it's yep. very, uh, although moisturizing. you, it's very moisturizing. And then the thing is, if on your face, you're like, wow, it's still there. Like you really have to rinse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's very good if you run out. Good um, <clears throat> there will be no. Well, you may. Well, let, let me let me just. Okay, hold on. Let me <laughs> uh, word, uh, hold on. The word of the day. <laughs> Come on. You don't have to worry about having any trepidation about Ooh. using your conditioner for shaving cream. Shaving cream. Nice. Mm. Trepidation. That's the word. Trepidation. A feeling of fear or agitation about something that may happen. Huh. How perfect heading into Halloween. Uh-huh. Ooh. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Trepidation. I have trepidation about the haunted house. I was about to enter. Right. Or I'm going to enter. You're going to. Are you, are you taking the girls to a haunted well, house? Well, no. I really want to, but no one will go with me. Right. Are Anybody they haunted house? serious trepidation. Not right. interested. Nope. You know, Not interested. I never was a haunted yeah. house. Uh, Not the houses. You like it. I used to like I the haunted them. forests, actually. You ever go do oh. one of those outdoor ones? Those yeah. Those fun. Yeah. What was the name of the forest in The Princess Bride? The forest of the unnatural beasts or something, right? I remember rodents of unusual size. I remember rodents of unusual size, but the forest had a name that they had to go through. Oh, we got to go through the forest of whatever. Right. <clears throat> that's a good movie. It is. That's the best movie. I could watch that. That's a movie I could watch anytime. Uh, no. so Princess great. Bride? 
I know. Oh my God, I there's such great fan. lines. Andre the Giant. What Andre a classic. The Giant. Oh, my God. Mike, Jay, and I, I mean, if we say it once, we have we say it all the time when we're talking. Have fun raiding the castle. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the best line for Billy Crystal. Uh, it's so Okay, good. your word, gentlemen, is trepidation. Got trepidation. It. Use love it, it. Love it. Um, you know, when you're not here, Don, uh, and we get, uh, we get, um, oh my God, I'm having a moment here. Who fills in? Is it Ryan Burrow or no. Dave Schwanny? Dave Schwan. Schwanny. Yeah. Schwanny loves the word of the day. Yeah, he it's does. great. He really does. He's a student of the game. He, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He is a student of the game. Oh, my God, that is so funny. All right, there's your word. Get to work. 857-5574-LOU. 857-5574-568. This is Andrew in Arlington Heights. Hey, Andrew, good morning. Hey, good morning, Lou. I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. She bought a house in Norwich back in February. Okay. And um, so they have a concrete driveway. The house is brick. They have a concrete driveway that runs right up against the house. But there's about a two-inch gap that runs along between the driveway and the foundation of the house. So the previous owners filled it in with some kind of a caulk and everything and it looks ugly and it's all cracked and I, I need to replace all that so to get it out I was thinking of using torches and melting it and peeling it out no. and then I no 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 because it's going to get so gummy uh, what I would do is get a do you, do you happen to own a multi-tool yeah okay so they're they make uh like a u- couple of, you're going to get a pack of them, universal blades that'll cut just about anything, you know? Okay. And work, how long of a run is this? Uh, along the side of the house, probably, um, I don't know, 75 feet, wow. 80 feet. Okay. So what I would do is take that multi-tool and in 10-foot sections, go 10 feet and then make a, make a clean cut at the end of this goo, right? And then... Use the multi-tool on the surface of the driveway, cutting back towards the house, right? And then come down along the brick, uh, same thing. And this is actually a really good thing to do when it's colder out. Okay. Even now, I mean, it's, you know, it's even in the 40s where that gets a little hard because it's cold. You know, it's not as pliable. And I mm-hmm. would I would get it out that way. Then now we got this two inch gap, right? Right. We got to dig that out. I would buy some expansion joint. You know how you can buy that at either the hardware store or the home center. It comes in like two foot lengths, two foot yes. by mm-hmm. you know two and a quarter maybe uh, tall, and it's usually about three eighths of an inch wide. I'd get some crushed stone couple bags of crushed stone and put the joint in there and what I want is I want the I want the expansion joint this is a little bit of some monkeying around like you're gonna uh is, is there a son-in-law yeah he's going to help is he good is he, so we're gonna put him to work and you're gonna hold that you're gonna hold that joint kind of in the center of that gap and then literally by hand, he's going to take the stone and sprinkle it on both sides. I want the I want the stone on both sides of the joint. And, you know, you try and get that level, the same level as the driveway, and then fill it with the stone, and then just use like, um, 
like a piece of three quarter inch wood or something to tamp it down on either side. Right. And in the end, I want to see stone expansion, stone house, driveway, stone expansion, stone house. Now the gravel, should it be like a pea gravel? No, crushed stone. It'll be like crushed stone. Yeah. It'll be like, um, where are you? Arlington Heights. If you go to, uh, go to like a garden center. They'll probably sell mm-hmm. it in bulk. It'll be like crushed limestone. It'll almost be like little flakes, so I can tamp it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking right? about. Right? Okay. It's kind of white in color, and uh, yes. that, that would yes. be that would be a good one to handle there. And do you put a – they put a caulking over it. I don't know if it was for a reason, or is it that just that's all they did? I mean, there's no leaks or anything. No, but, I wouldn't put any um, – I wouldn't – if you're going to clean it all up and you're able to get it nice and clean with – you know, the thing is, when you do go with this multi-tool, you may end up have residue left on the driveway and the brick. So you may need, uh, like, a wire brush on the end of a cordless drill or corded drill because you'll burn through a battery going, you know, 70 feet. Um, and really try and clean it up as much as you can before you put it all back. Yeah, I was going to put uh, some cardboard down and tape it to the, to the concrete and kind of not a bad. So I don't have that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. All right. Um, okay, that's what we'll do. All right. Good luck. I, it's it. a it's a pain in the neck project because you're down on your hands and knees doing it, but. When it's done, you'll be really happy with how it looks. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Happy Halloween, 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Go back to the phone lines. This is Linda in Naples. Uh, yes. Hi, Linda. What's it like in Naples right yes. now? Oh, oh, Lou, I just want you to know I have listened to you from the very First time you started on the air on WGN. I love you. I love your family, Aww. and I give your advice to my to my family and and to my friends. That's uh, so and nice. Now it's my turn. That's so nice. <laughs> well, thank true. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how may I help you this morning? I, well, I can't believe I actually got on. Yeah, I'm in Naples, Florida. I have an air conditioner, big big air conditioning problem. My air conditioner uh, I, leaks. Uh, and I have to go, uh, the, the pipe leaks, and I have to go, um, it, it, I'm mean, on the fourth floor, and, and, and um, you know, it's tw- in the condensers on uh, the, uh, the roof, okay? okay. <clears throat> All right, I'm a little bit nervous. No, listen the to me, condi- listen to me, you just said you've listened to me since the beginning, so we're old <laughs> friends, it's just you and me. The air conditioner is five years old. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, I've, I've been dealing with a small company who I do trust. I have to tell you that. They're, they're, they came highly recommended. They've been maintaining my, my air conditioner. And when it stopped, when it wasn't working, when it wasn't giving, you know, the wasn't uh, cooling the house down, uh, uh, they came in and they've been working on it for a month. Oh, um, gosh. And... Yeah, 
I, I mean, not every day, but, you know, we, they would try things and try things. So uh, I got a new coil, and I think, uh, I thought, uh, he said I got a new condenser. Those are under warranty okay. um, uh, be- because it's only five years old. And so ultimately, they said they, they no longer could help me because uh, it is a small company. They don't have enough people. And my big question is, this is what they said they have to do. To find the leak, okay, they said it, it's going to cost anywhere between ten dollars and $20,000. What? Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to understand what you're telling me. You have a refrigerant leak or a water leak? Not a water leak, a refrigerant. Like they put nine pounds of... of okay. And so uh, you're you know, you're on the fourth floor, right? Yes. Is that the top yes. floor? No, that's the no, that's lower in the condo. I'm in a condo. And how many okay. floors are there in this building? Twenty one, approximately twenty one. Okay. And so and my condenser's on the roof. So you're on the fourth floor and this thing is sixteen floors above you. The condenser. Okay. Now, the line set, okay, which is going from your air conditioner to the roof, has to be... So it's you're in a chase. Right. So it's in some kind of mechanical chase, right? Yes. Yes. Now, if it were me, I would replace the line set. Well, I don't... All right, this is, I don't understand why that hasn't come up, and, because, and I have, have to ask. Right, because it, my guess is, I mean, so, you know, that is a long run. and Over 150 feet. Correct, and so that, that and that is, you know. Approximately. That is, I'm assuming that mechanical, mechanical chase is large enough where with all these, I mean, I don't do a lot of high-rise work, so. But I'm imagining that I open up a big door somewhere and there's a gazillion line sets going to the roof, right? Because all these apartments. Right, this whole tower, the whole tower, just the tower. So, uh, you know, that maybe would be a lot. Yeah, that would right. be a lot. I, I forgot now, five <laughs> two. maybe there's, uh, you know, I don't know how many. A maybe lot. There's, there's a lot. There's, well, and the other thing, too, yeah. is usually in a building like that, they have like a big cooling tower anyway, but whatever the case may be, I mean, if the leak is not yeah. by, if the leak is not directly by your condensing unit, which it typically is, and it's not right by your air conditioning unit in your mechanical room, which obviously they said you trust them and it's not there, so now it's got to be somewhere in that mechanical chase. Instead of monkeying around with trying to find the leak and spending all that, I would just replace the line set. That's not an inexpensive proposition, Linda. No, no kidding. But he said, but listen, he, the, the first guy, now the second guy also did not come up with that remedy. All right, now let me just, let me go back a little bit. So the first guy said, you know, I, I'm so sorry, but we don't have enough manpower right, 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 time right. for our small company to do it. Right. Okay. And because they said what they have to do is take out, this is unbelievable. They have to take out my air conditioner and crack the concrete behind it to get in the chase because there's no way to get into the chase, no other way. If they can't, now we haven't been able to do that part of it yet. We haven't taken that next step to see if the leak is right where they connect my air, my HVAC system, okay, down on the fourth floor. 
But if it's not there, then they have to go up to, because the thing to find the leak is only 50 feet long, then they have to go up to maybe the eighth floor and do that to those people's HVAC system, which I don't want anybody to right, right, anybody right. else. I, so I, so, right, hold on a second. I'm going to, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you on hold because uh, I'm running up against news, and uh, this is good. Inf- this is good information. I, I, I want to try and diagnose this, but um, but there's a lot going on there. So don't go anywhere. We need to head into the WGN newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. For Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. You know how uh, a while ago we were talking about words that are fun to say? You know, like onomatopoeia or Vicky Kakuzian. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Well, it's Vicky Kakuzian does traffic with Bob. Kikusian. Yeah. Anyway, our Noodle 2 is sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. You know, fun words to say. Like words that just kind of like, oh, I love saying that word. Onomatopoeia. Or kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Another good word. But there's two words in the English language that I don't like. I don't like the word hate. I just don't like that word at all. I don't like to use it. I don't like when people use it. Hate is a strong word, and I don't like to use it. Agree. And I also don't like the word stupid. <clears throat> the reason I bring that up is our Noodle 2 has that name. Now, it's a cool Noodle 2. <laughs> But I don't like that name. Okay. So you're not going to say it? No. Is this going to be like the dog? Yeah. I just don't like that name. I don't like the use of the word stupid, and I never use the word hate. And none of us should. It's a bad word. Now, on that note, here's our Noodaloo 2. is the stupid car tray. You may be asking yourself, why are you reviewing something that you think is stupid? Well, we didn't name it. The founders of the stupid car tray named it themselves. Why did they name it that? Well, the founders, who are from the Chicagoland area, by the way, quote this on their website. We gave our first prototype to a friend to try for a couple days. When she got back to us, the first thing she said was, well, it's stupidly obvious, and I love it. They love the statement so much, so they kept the name. The stupid car tray is a mini table with legs on one side that will level the empty passenger seat next to you, giving you additional storage and a level, non-slip surface. As you know, car seats have an incline for car comfort, which is great when you're sitting in the seat, but if you're using the seat for something else, it could be more of a pain. Everything slides to the back, your cheese pizza shifts in the car ride home, and if you can't make it through that yellow light and hit the brakes, anything in that seat ends up on the floor in front of it. The stupid car tray keeps things in place. It can also be used as a lap table for passengers. I first thought, hmm, 
Now, I use my friend seed, so this wouldn't make any sense for me. But for someone who doesn't use their friend seed and maybe has long commutes to work or is on the road a lot, it's like a little desk. However, for my kids in the back seat, this tray is perfect for fitting right over their laps while eating on the go or when they need a hard surface to write or color on. The stupid car tray is about 17 and a half inches long by 12 inches wide and made of durable yet lightweight plastic. There's three compartments, great for organization on the go. And when you're not using it, you just slide it away under the seats. Designed and made right here in the USA, the classic stupid car tray starts at $39.95. And you can find out more information on Lou's How Smart's YouTube webpage. And be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. Could you say the word anymore? What, stupid? <laughs> it's like you're well, being disrespectful. It's like you're being disrespectful am- to the car tray. I am actually being respectful to the company because I'm saying the name of their product. Right. Um, if they just type in car tray, what are they going to get? A lot of different Not car right trays, one. right? Um, <laughs> how much is it? 20 bucks? 40. Oh, wow. That's expensive. But I like the idea. Now, my question was, what I was asking you, do you, when you're driving, uh, you typically carry a purse. Where do you put your purse? My problem is, is Hamilton, our dog, comes with us everywhere. And he so sits like, in the front whatever, seat. And he like sits he's in your the front passenger. seat. So my, yes. <laughs> you sent me a picture. You and your daughters were going on a road trip. And they're in the back, like, doing their thing, right? And they sit in the way... You have an SUV, right? They sit in the way back, and do you fold the seats in the middle? Is that what you do? So then they have leg room. So they're, like, in a limo. for the road trip. Right, for a road trip. Right. And they're in the back, the picture, and he is in the front seat, asleep, sitting up like an old man. Sitting. Right, Right. like sitting, not lying down like a dog would. He's just sitting there, and he's like... I mean, he's old, right? How old is Hamilton? He's... um, 12? 13. Wow. Wow. Okay. He's not that old. I mean, he's... Well, that's... I mean, 13 is... That's old for a dog. But he does like to sleep sitting sitting up. up. Sure. Because, you know, our our Noodaloo 2, the one that they just sent me, maybe we give it to Hamilton. We're giving (laughs) him sleeping sitting up. Anyway, uh, I like the tray idea for stuff. Because I'm... Like, if I go... Stuff to the uh, take stuff to the office. I'll put it in the seat, and then I forget it's there. And if I could see it better, mm. it's good. It's good for I, I mean, or like the kids. I mean, when they would or any child that colors with the crayons, you can use those compartments, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to keep them so they don't slide around. But I was also thinking it would be great for like um, Uber Eats drivers. Oh yeah, like right, right, right. Because they're right. That's a great idea, right? Because they could have it right there and go. That would be very good. That's a good idea. All right, we'll go to uh, youtube.com slash TV. All the information's up there and uh, you can learn more about the blank car tray. A uh, word I don't like to use. 857 We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Don't know much about history 
You're listening to Lou Manfredini. This thing I saw uh, was the fact that from 1980 to 2021 is the same period of time from 1980 to 1939. I'm going to start with the early stuff, right? 1939, obviously World War II, the attack on Pearl Harbor, the Korean War, the space race, right? We landed on the moon, right? The civil rights movement, voting rights, women's rights. And House Smarts Radio. And then you think about 1980 and on, Lindsay. So I'm thinking the moments that I remember being glued to the TV when Princess Diana died, uh, 9-11, of course, when Obama was elected, right? COVID, Ugh. and the Britney meltdown. American history. Totally. Okay, wait, I talked about landing on the moon. I talked about these terrible wars. And yours is the Britney meltdown. That was a war in itself. Yeah. Totally. You're listening to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. I think I did it again. I made you believe. Okay, go ahead. You're almost done with the book. I actually feel bad laughing at this right now. I'm so, you do because you read I the book? I feel like I need to defend her and apologize. Brittany, if well, you're listening. Well, you said you were glued to the TV about the meltdown. So, I, know, I mean, I don't know that that's a joke. We're laughing because it really was a war. I mean, this poor girl. I'm, in my opinion, if you read the book, it is the saddest book. Has, has your friend Michelle finished the book, too? Oh, yeah. We're having like a book club, <laughs> t- texting, on, ongoing book club on the, uh, via text. And I'm telling you. Right. If she was there in the studio with you right now, you'd just give her a big hug, wouldn't you? Give her a big hug. Yeah. She never let go. She just needs a friend. She right. just wants to be loved. Watch out for the knives. They were props, Lou. They were props. <laughs> Okay, when we last, right before the news, uh, we were talking with Linda in Naples, and we were talking about her. Is Linda, uh, is she not on line one, is it? Is she on two? Oh, yeah, she is there. Linda, are you still there? Yes, Lou, I am. Uh, Thank you, you. Are you still in Naples? Because yes. I made you I made you wait so long you could have flown back to Chicago. Thank okay, so Linda, let me let me ask you a couple of questions about your high-rise building. Now, this is a big condo building, right? Correct. Okay. And there's a condo board, correct? Yes, and they said they won't cover it. No, I understand <laughs> that, but is there also like do you have a building ma- is there a building maintenance person for this big building? Yes. Okay. Have we spoken to them? Yes. Uh and because what when we last spoke, it was that you have this line set from your fourth floor condo, just for people that are just joining us now, that goes all the way to the roof. There's 21 floors of the building or so, and there's some kind of mechanical chase, and your HVAC people are saying they got to break through the wall, and it sure seems Correct. to me like there should be a door some way that gets you into this place, because... Inevitably, there'd have to be some service on this. You know, no architect or even city and even Naples, even Florida, would say that this makes sense, that we would have to break through stuff if things break. I agree. I agree. But they say no. And no. Uh, and and to, to your, the answer to your question is he, the maintenance person, really doesn't know anything about that and and the manager who is taking all the uh, workers that come in i have a second company come in for a second opinion uh and they she she did not she goes by their knowledge she you know she said in her experience 
you know, uh, she doesn't know anything about that either in terms of of, of an, a door in this building. And, and she checked, you know, behind the air conditioner in, into the chase. Um, and um, she said, if there were other people that had it done, because I asked, does this happen very often, you know, for that reason? I mean, my God, uh, it's a pipe that was in there pre-construction. And, right. and, and she said, well, it doesn't happen very often. And I said, well, well, what if they were fixing someone else's chase right next to me and that knocked, I mean, somebody else's pipe right next to me and that knocked my pipe, you know, and, and now I have to pay $10,000 or 20, whatever it's going to cost. And, and cause other people, people inconvenience. And she said, there's nothing we can do. That's what they do. So that, that was the answer I've gotten so far. And I asked about the pipe. You, you said to me, there should be a line set. I said the same thing. I said, can't you just put that whole pipe down? And they said, well, no. The first guy said, no. I haven't asked the second guy yet, but he didn't offer that suggestion. Well, but based, uh, okay, so based on what you're telling me, you know, if there is no yes. access to any of this, then yes. putting a new line set probably is uh, not possible because it's pro you know when it was originally put in there, it's anchored, you know, at every floor. You know, I'm sure every ten feet there's more. This it's anchored there, so it's not like they can yes. take it. They and they can't take it out. And the fact that there's no access, you know, what I could see is. They have this giant roll on the roof, and then they go down 10 feet, the guy's at the door, and there's another guy, okay, I'm going to go downstairs here, keep it coming, you know, like it's a process. Yeah, yeah. But there's no, but based on what you're telling me, this makes no sense. I and, agree. And the fact that it would cost this much really makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, I agree. But, <laughs> That's why I'm calling you, Lou. Well, but, okay, <laughs> so that being said, okay. Yes. The line set, in theory, the pipes that run from your unit up to the roof should be yes. one continuous pipe. Correct. Now, that the chances of that leaking, unless somebody poked into it doing something on another floor, are highly unlikely. So if there is a leak... Where it goes into the wall, where they talked about breaking the wall in, there's probably a 90 degree that they sweat it in to make that bend really tight, which isn't perfect, but that's probably what they did. And then up at the roof, where the condenser is, there's connections there. And, you know, 99% of the time, that's where the leaks are. But Linda... So he checked on the roof. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're probably the one percent. I know. And so Thank you're you, and so you're saying, right, you're the one percent. That's you people don't like the one percent in this country, so no, you're the sir. one of them, right. Um <laughs> but if they have to break the wall behind your system to expose that joint, yeah. That's what I would do. But that's not twenty thousand dollars. I would not think so. I would not think so. And and I haven't got the second guy. I had to call a bigger company because the first guy's a small company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And he, you know, so I called a bigger company. They came out who they normally service our condo, and and the manager talked to him, and he said it was too big of a job for him. He couldn't take it because he doesn't have enough men down in Florida mm -hmm. right, right. right now, and so he couldn't take it. So I called another bigger reputable company and they of course had to give new they gave an they're giving me an i or they did an iso test 
and he's going to come back on Monday, and what he's going to tell me, I, well, he's, I think he's going to tell me there's a leak, but uh, because the first guy, they did pretty much, you know, I don't know, they did, I don't know if they did the same thing on the roof or not, but the fact is that um, he's going to tell me now the little one with the Freon, mm-hmm. there's a little, there's a little pipe and a, like right. a thin pipe right. and a thick pipe. Correct. So the, the thin pipe is not leaking. But the thick pipe, right. and they think I have a big leak, right. you know, right. in the thick pipe. Uh, but they haven't yet checked behind the air conditioner. And don't you think it's possible that when the, well, when the first guy, when the, first, the, the new air conditioner was put in, perhaps it wasn't put in properly? But I know you can't prove that, but, can't prove you know. It. Yeah, because my, my air bill has been, my air conditioning bill, ever since I put it in, has never been the same as the 25-year-old air conditioner that right. I had in there. Right, you right, know? right. No, I understand, <laughs> I, and and I, I I understand all that. I'm 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 bumping up against time here. I wish I could help you more, but there's a lot of answers that I can't give you because I just don't understand how this can be that there's no access. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But it sounds like the next step is they have to open up that wall behind your unit in your mechanical room to find out if the leak is there. And perhaps when the new one got installed and the A-coil got installed, it got jostled, and that's where the leak came. But again, no way to prove it. But you got to access that point there carefully to see if they can fix it. Linda, thanks so much for hanging on. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. You're tuned into Lou. I did some research on a tankless water heater. I was told that there's a minimum water pressure. If you've got a question, now's the time to call. And I may not have enough pressure. I was wondering if there is a pressure device that I can check the pressure myself. No pressure. Look at me, I'm like a scientist. Now back to Lou Manfredini. Fire up the Bunsen burner and get to work. And House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857 557 4 Lou. 857 557 4568. You, uh, I know Lindsay with two little girls, you'll be Halloweening and, uh, you know, trick or treating, but you. You men, you have any Halloween parties or anything you're going to be attending uh, at all? I'm going to one today uh, with my wife. One of her friends is having a, a little get-together. Yeah, Gretchen and I are going uh, to one of in, our friends tonight. In costume? Uh, that would be a negative. Uh, probably not for us <laughs> as well. Uh, uh, really? But but then uh, we the kids come throughout the building, like I know on Tuesday, so we got a bunch of candy for them, and I think we'll probably dress up a bit on Tuesday. Oh, all right. Okay. Right. I could see a Don Kleppen like kind of getting into the Halloween. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy right? dressing up. It's, uh, Andy, I know it's, it's fun. Not, those days are, yeah, over. those days are kind of behind. I mean, I, you know, I put minimal, minimal, minimal effort into it. Uh, I might put on, uh, throw on a Walter Payton jersey or something like that. And, uh, nice. I'm, a, I'm a Chicago bear. Roar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a classic, the Walter Payton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I love my throwback Payton jersey. For those of you thinking about buying jerseys or sweaters, right? Yeah. For those, I'm sure that there's Connor Bedard sweaters that you can't even buy. Yeah, it's true. And they're uh, they're not cheap either. 
by the way. Maybe that kid has a long career, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he you know, uh, I think he's got a uh, got a pretty bright future. But when you're buying those jerseys, go for the classics. Oh yeah. Yeah. They see, never, you know what I mean? The one the tried and true cuz you just never know. I know. See now right? all my hawk sweaters are out of out of fashion. I mean, I've got a couple of 19s and an 88. Well, okay, but the, but those are like Taves and Kane will always be associated with the Hawks. Yeah, right? but I feel right? I feel that's, weird wearing them until they both retire. Yeah, that's true. So, like I remember, uh, and this is so our you know our son Quinn is a big sports fan, and uh, during the run of he was at some fundraiser and he he bought a signed Addison Russell jersey, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Addison Russell was you know he was a big hero. Yeah, totally for. For the Cubs, but then it kind of didn't end well. No, it did you know, not. With this personal story, correct? Which is, and then you're like, mm, you know, so now you got this thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, in a frame. Oh, that's tough. It give is me, tough. Yeah. Give me a Walter Payton. Give me a Dan Hampton. Yep. Good old Dan. Give me a. Give me a Ron Santo. Give right. Me Billy Williams and Ernie Banks. Billy Williams, Ernie Banks, Andre Dawson, Sandberg. Yep. Dave yeah. Kingman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that would right? be the same number as Ronnie, so we'll have to forget about that. Well, I mean, he, my wife yeah. is a huge Dave Kingman fan. Kingman uh, made a mark on this city for yeah. a couple of years. Boy, he was he was big. Yeah. Andre Dawson. This is a great picture that uh, I think my son has that came up. It was in the era. It was a picture of Walter Payton, mm-hmm. Andre Dawson, and, and Michael Jordan. MJ, yep. Remember wow, that? They're all in I tuxedos. It's funny. And, I saw that picture in a bar. I took a photo of it and I sent it to uh, Jared Payton. <laughs> He's like classic. It's a great. It's a great picture. I mean, yeah. those are just legends right there, right? Michael Jordan is so young, yeah. You know? And uh, you know what would become? You know, I mean, he was an amazing player then, but that is a great picture. Mm. So, all right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Eight, happy Halloween. Eight five eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's go back to the phone lines now. And uh, this is uh, Mike in Roscoe. Hey, Mike, good morning. You're on Housewords Radio. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? Hey, on the on the furnace, the fan selector, should it be on all the time or auto during the winter? So my recommendation on this is that 80% of the time it's going to be on auto for you. And now that we're going into the winter, winter months, when we get really cold weather, okay, um, yep. and, um, you know, like, let's say we get a, a stretch where it's below 20 degrees, then switching it the fan on will help make the house more comfortable and lower your energy bill because all the hot air rises and, um, you know... Um, by circulating, having that fan go, it'll actually have the burners run a little bit less. The, the biggest problem in the wintertime is when you keep the fan on and then the burners aren't running, it, it will help to keep you comfortable, but you may be sitting on the couch and you'll feel a little draft, you know what I mean, that doesn't feel that right. warm. And I, not, you know, me, I, I don't like being cold. So uh, only when it gets really, really cold for an extended period of time. If you hear the newscast or the weather prediction that, boy, the next week it's going to be below 20 degrees, that's a great opportunity to turn it the fan on. Okay, on the ceiling fan, counterclockwise or clockwise? So same thing. It ultimately doesn't matter, but if it's 
uh, let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna. And not every fan. So clockwise, clockwise. When you're looking up at it, draws the air up, and then it cascades down the walls, and so you don't feel the breeze, right? But the same thing, if yep. you're sitting on the couch and it's by the wall and you're feeling the breeze there, then turn the fan the other way. All we're trying to do is get the hot air to move from the ceiling down to where you're living. On low, whatever you're more comfortable in the way your house is set up, but ultimately it doesn't matter. All right. Thank you so much for your help, sir. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. Hey, you know what? It's time now. To hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Up on the roof. You're listening to Luke Manfredini. Hey, I have icicles on my house. Does that mean I'm losing heat? Helping homeowners from coast to coast. Now there's a product. It's called Roof Melt. Those little discs that you throw up on the roof to melt the ice. Yes, ma'am. And he wants to help you. And I don't know if you if you've got a good hook shot, but how's your basketball game? I'm 79. Well, so my hook shot probably isn't too good. <laughs> If you need help with your hookshot or anything else under your roof, Lou's standing by. Here he is now on House Smarts Radio. When this world I don't know if you put two and two together, but I played that region after reading the guilty window. The broken window. I'll just be here. Everybody knew that. I'll just be here. Welcome back. Right into With me on the roof, it's peaceful as can be. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let me tell you now This is uh, Vinny in Indian Head Park. Hey, Vinny. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I hope you can help me. My sump pump in the basement has not run since July. And, you know, I'm attuned to hearing it when it rains, that it goes off when it's necessary. And I went down and checked, and there is no water in it. It's down to the bottom. And this has been going on even with all the rain we have. But yet I notice no water anywhere around the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I called the plumber and to see if he could maybe, you know, figure out what's going on. And he tried to ride it out, and he got about 10 feet, and he says, I have to stop because I think I'm hitting your liner. And um, he says, if I go through it, he said, then we have to break the concrete to fix it. And he said, it happened to me once. I don't want it to happen again. So he pulled it out, and he looked, and he said, there's no mud on here. So I don't think that was what I was hitting. So he said to just leave it. He said, if you haven't had any water in your basement since July, it's draining by itself. Well, I've lived here for 47 years, and for 47 years that pump would go off when it would rain. The pit would fill up. So I called another company, which is well known to you, and he wants to, the man said, he would put a whole new liner in and a whole new pit, and he said, the liner would have multiple holes, and it would just, like, fill in from all around the, um, mm-hmm. the, the liner. And I said, well, how will that help the rest of the house? The house is 60 feet by 40 feet, and he's going to put this new liner on the 60-foot wall, which is about 16 feet from the corner. So then what happens with the rest of the house, the water? 
And he says, oh, it'll, it'll just drain in there. It'll just, you know, the water will just settle in that way. Well, I don't know. That's almost a $5,000 job. And I'm thinking, is this really worth doing this? And do you have any other suggestion what I could do? Okay. He said he could get a cameraman and have them put a camera in to see if they could see an obstruction. Right. But he just recommends doing the whole thing, right. the whole job. Well, okay. So <clears throat> has there been any um, has there been any construction or anything around your house? Anything new going on? No, no we're built up for, oh, my gosh. Well, we were the first ones on the block. No, the, no nothing in the street or anything like that. No, nothing near, no. nothing nearby. No, nothing that I can think of. Couple, on the next two couple blocks. streets over, they didn't build a new commercial building or anything like that. Not in our village, no. Okay. Um, I mean, it's funny to me. I mean, so. When you looked in that pit, did you look in the pit or did you just have the plumber? Oh, down? yeah, I look in it all the time, every time it rains, <laughs> hoping that I'll see water draining it. Where, where's Vinny? She's downstairs looking at the sump pump. Um, That's about it. <laughs> we got to get you a hobby, Vinny. Um, okay, when you're looking at that pit, are there multiple pipes coming in? No, just one. Just one? Yeah. Huh. So when but I'm... Wait, wait, wait. Another thing. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, when I'm looking at the pit, there's just one pipe coming. So if I'm looking at the pit, I'm standing at it, and I'm it's me, the pit, and then the wall, correct? Yes. Which way is the pipe going, left or right? It's to my right. Okay, and then is that the long run of the house? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, so it's only, this piece of drain tile is only servicing that one long run of the house. Well, I assumed it would be... Because typically what would happen is, is if I went around the whole perimeter of your basement, the pipe would come in one end, and there'd be another pipe that'd come in on the other end. Because in a perfect world, when you have interior drain tile, the whole thing is protected around the interior of the foundation, right? Yes. But you only have one pipe. Now, the other question is, if you were to take a bucket, and pour it into that pit. So here's what I want you to do. You have a bucket there, right, Vinny? Right. Okay. I want you to do two things. I want you to take a gallon of water, and I want you to just pour it in the pit, but I don't want you to. Fi- I don't want it to go as high as the float of the sump pump, okay? I just want okay. like a gallon of water, and I want you to tell me if that pit has holes in it where the water will just drain out of that pit. If you come back in an hour and it didn't, you know, you didn't put enough water to activate the pump, correct? And now you come back in an hour and there's no water there, then... Well, how could I say? The floor of the pit looks damp. But not, but not, it's not holding water. No. Right. So I want... No, no, there's no standing water in there. Right. So what I want to know is, are there holes in the bottom of that pit? Okay. So you're going to pour a gallon of water in there, and you're going to come back in an hour, and if all of a sudden you look down there and go, huh, look at that water, it's damp, but the water's not there anymore. Well, now we at least know that the it's draining out of that pit, and something around your neighborhood has changed, 
And then if you want to... Wait a minute, though. But, Luke, there is no water going in there. No, I understand that. But hear me out. My point is, if this thing drains on its own and you're not getting any water, you're not doing anything. You're just leaving it. We just make sure the pump works, and I assume the plumber checked the pump to make sure that it worked, right? No, he didn't, but I did. Okay, so we know it turns on. Take a gallon. Yes, sure. do, do me a favor. Do the gallon test. Call me back. Okay. Ne- call me back next week. If the water okay. drains, if the water drains out of that pit by itself, okay. We know that if there was ever water, it would come up to the bottom of the pit, and then ultimately that pipe, and then the pump would work. Something has changed in your neighborhood. Ground settles. You know we've. Talked all about the structural, you know, changes in the in because it was such a drought. Yes. What what is happening? I know is abnormal, but it's not uncommon. But here's the thing, though: when we would have heavy rains, I would go down and look because you know I, I was so afraid the pump would fail and I'd get a backup of water. I would go down, lift the lid. And I could actually see the water coming in through the side pipe. And I would, could actually see it. Right. Then the pump would go off, and then I'd watch. And the water would, and on a real terrible rain I'm talking, the water would keep running and running and running. And right. Why is it running in now with all the rain we've had? Do you mean why isn't it now? Right. Well, it's been yeah. ve- but it's been very dry up until this point. And so the ground's probably taking it. My point is, I think you honestly don't have anything to worry about, but I want you to do this test that I asked you to do because that will tell me what happens. Call me back next week and we can talk more about it. But at first, I want you to pour that water in there. Thanks so much for the phone call. All right, we need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom. Afterwards, we're going to be talking with people from the ChicagoFAD.com, learning about heating and cooling as well as a great sweepstakes opportunity for you. But first, this report of news with Don Kleppen. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to House Smarts Radio. Let's get to know the house, huh? Well, you might think you know what you're doing. To relight the pilot, turn the valve to pilot. Sometimes you just don't. You press it down to begin the flow of gas. Wait a few seconds. Lou can help you regain that confidence. (laughs) And you just press the igniter. There you go. And reboost your ego so you can succeed in home projects to come. That's odd. So just call Lou before you hurt yourself. Not working. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Lou Manfredini here with you. All right, fall is here. You've heard me like crazy talk on the radio about getting your furnace cleaned and checked before the cold winter months come. Now is the time when the weather's a little bit more mild to get these folks to come out and do this. It is an ounce of prevention that can pay big dividends when the temperature drops. But you need to hire the right people. That's important, right? This technology is changing all the time. There's another company that you hear me talk a lot about called the FAD, the Factory Authorized Dealers. And this is a group of dealers that go through extensive training. So you know you're getting the right people to work on your heating and cooling systems. Joining me on House Marts Radio today is Christine Clabone, who is the Director of Marketing over at TEC, and J.P. Kadoran, who is the Territory Manager at TEC, part of the FAD group. 
Good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Lou. All right, let's uh, talk uh, about a bunch of different things, because I know we, we've got this really nice promotion coming up where uh, people could actually win one of 10 free furnaces uh, with installation, plus uh, going to the Blackhawks suite. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. JP, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about how the training of what your people go through matters to homeowners and commercial customers when they hire a factory authorized dealer. Oh, it's it's everything. It's enormous. I mean, th- this industry, so I've been in it five, six years. In these five, six years, we've had three major industry changes, right? And, and coming up next, there's a refrigerant change coming up in mm. 2025. It is, this stuff evolves, I mean, monthly, when you talk about kind of trends of equipment, of ductless mini splits, of heat pumps, of hybrid heat, there is just so much that changes and what I find crazy is there's almost no regulation. There's no right. licenses. If if Christine wanted to, she could start her own HVAC company tomorrow, and there's nothing any of us would do about it. She I can agree. get a nice looking truck and a nice website and say she's you know been around for forty years, and, and she could do it. It doesn't right. matter. So right. so the training on all this stuff as it changes, it's just it's so unbelievably important to be an FAD, a factory authorized dealer with Carrier Bryant. You need, there's a minimum set hours, both from the factory and from us, the distributor. Um, We need these guys and girls to be the best of the best. There has to be reliable, known dealerships that people can trust, right? So that's the whole point of FAD. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, look, the the equipment is important, right? What you choose for sure, but the the people that are installing exactly. it is even more important because, you know, you you can put stuff in, you know, literally upside down and then it doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, the average homeowner is not going to know what's going on. I, I had an HVAC tech uh, once make the analogy of like a hand surgeon who obviously is highly trained to work on the hand, but he goes, the hand really never changes. It's always the same. And, you know, with, as you mentioned, you know, the technology is just constantly changing and the training is so important. Now, before we, we talk a little bit more, JP, about, you know, cleaning checks and how important those are, um, Christine, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your marketing efforts to promote the ChicagoFAD.com and some of the ways that uh, homeowners can benefit by uh, entering into a sweepstakes. Absolutely, Lou. I'm newer to the industry and I'm a new homeowner. And it is just appalling to know it's the Wild West. And you ask around, everybody's got a guy or gal or go to. Mm. Um, so we want to provide the, that guy or gal for the homeowners out there, someone that's super qualified, someone that's 100% guaranteed backed by Carrier and Bryant, who are the best of the best. They are the equivalent of a Porsche in the HVAC industry. So our equipment is high technology. You need the right person in your house. So that said, I thought it was extremely important to have the homeowners uh, just enter to win a chance to to have this lush experience for themselves. Uh, So you can enter to win by going to ChicagoFAD.com and uh, win a Carrier or Bryant furnace and installation by one of our beloved's fads mm-hmm. and see for yourself. And mm-hmm. then an added bonus, you get to attend uh, Chicago's favorite Blackhawk uh, <laughs> <laughs> suite and, uh, and see our Blackhawks in person with the Carrier and Bryant VIP experience. 
And so this this 2023 sweepstakes, right, is is bigger and better because there's 10 lucky winners that could win the fall furnace, right? 10 this year. Yep. All the way east to South Bend, north to Wisconsin, west to Rockford and south to Kankakee. So and and all people have to do is go to ChicagoFAD.com and look for the heat and the sweet contest, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And while you're on that website, Lou, homeowners can just read some uh, frequently asked questions, things to know, the things no one tells you until you're in that situation where one of the top expenses as a homeowner mm. it, it might just break down and then it's even more expensive. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, just tips even similar to automotive, where you go to get your oil changed as a preventative maintenance item. You should be doing the same thing with your furnaces as well. I, you know, I've, I've sadly been around a long time, and um, <laughs> I've, I've seen the evolution of the industry quite a bit. And, you know, back, I, quite frankly, when I was starting out, the 90% plus furnaces were kind of new. Yeah. This is, yeah. you know, 30-some years ago. And the way it was described to me then was, you know, and there's still people that have the, you know, conventionally um, vented furnaces for now that, you know, they keep talking about that going away. Uh, and then you, you mentioned, JP, you know, the, the split systems, the mini mm-hmm. splits, and we talked a lot about those as well. But the, the high efficiency furnaces, even the Carrier and Bryant, they're like... Um, you know, the, the 80% was described to me like a workhorse, and the 90% was like a thoroughbred, right? They're, they're these really amazing horses, both of them, but the thoroughbreds need a little TLC. They need a little yep. pampering, and the technology has only gotten more sophisticated. So that fall tune-up uh, and, 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 uh, is really important. Oh, unbelievably. I mean, talk about the, the technology changing. So 30 years ago... ACs were what eight sear, nine sear, right? Yeah. We have a unit yeah. that does forty-two, and sear is is the measure of energy efficiency, right? Right. Eighty uh, percent furnace, you can go up to a ninety-eight percent furnace. There's an air conditioner. You can certainly buy a single stage air conditioner. It's just on and off. I kind of compare it to a go kart. We also have a seventy-six stage air conditioner, right? <laughs> that you have a go kart and you have a Lamborghini. Which one right. do you think is going to be a better drive, right? right. So yeah, th- look, the technology is going to change. at an unbelievable pace. So who do you want to work on it? It's very simple. Look, I would love if people bought as much Carrie and Brian as possible. It is most important to pick somebody you can trust, okay? If, if If a business has been in business for 80 years, what are the odds they're gonna be around to service your equipment, cover the warranty, take care of your house versus somebody who's just starting up, it's one guy working out of his garage. Um, HVAC dealers are the second most popular to go out of business, only behind restaurants, right? Wow. So if you're if you're if you're trusting one guy in a truck, what are the odds he's going to be there to actually take care of your stuff once this technology changes and starts to get out of style, right? Right. And JP, don't forget that our fads have to meet rigorous customer service requirements, mm-hmm. uh, technology, ongoing training. So they mm-hmm. certainly are up to date with the latest and greatest. All right, so to kind of tie a bow on this thing, yep. we got uh, the one website, Chicago Fad, ChicagoFAD.com, is the place to go to find a factory authorized dealer to either, if you're thinking about replacing a furnace or you need service on that furnace, it's a great place to go find. Uh, really highly trained uh, individuals mm-hmm. to work on your system that have been in business for a while, 
But uh, for from Christine's point, it's not only that's a good thing, but it's a great place to go uh, enter for the sweepstakes, the heat and sweet contest, the 2023 sweepstakes, up to 10, or 10 lucky Chicagoland homeowners mm-hmm. winning a fully installed Carrier or Bryant furnace. And then uh, you can also come to a suite and see the Blackhawks play. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, very happy about it. Christine and JP, thank you so much for taking the time this morning and giving us information about ChicagoFAD.com. I hope you have a terrific rest of your day. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lou. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. 857 557. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. 857 557 Get back to the phone line and see if we can help some people out. This is uh, Lori in St. Joseph, Michigan. Hi, Lori. Well, hi, Lou. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a friend of mine that lives in St. Joe, Mo, uh, Michigan, rather. Um, nice to nice to talk to you over the over over the lake there. How can I help you this morning? Well. You know, I just love your show. I've been listening for years. And I have some settling issues here. Um, actually, I this ground used to be a dump. I've lived here all my life. So this is <laughs> I'm familiar with what the ground is underneath. But there is a lot of settling. And in particular, it's an, only a 990-square-foot home. But there was an add-on dining room, which is lovely. It's got a lot of windows and whatnot. But it has settled significantly i had a foundation place come and say it's about what an inch and a half like sloped it's not real noticeable but there is no insulation it Mm. needs to be insulated and supported but my big thing was rather than spending i was quoted like over twenty thousand to have it i think it was uh brought up you know leveled stabilized right and then insulation and you know filling all the cracks and whatnot but I just have new Pella windows in there, and I was wondering if there's a risk of those windows being damaged or not working properly if that does get stabilized. Well, um, yes. I mean, there's there's a probably... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is, is that the fact that they went in and the, the addition is kind of sinking... In theory, the openings where the windows were, you know, the windows are all square and, you know, the frames and everything are square. And then they kind of put them into what potentially could be an unsquare opening. But then they, you know, whatever, shimmed it and trimmed it and made it look nice. It would be wise when you do this work, if you do this work, to remove the glass from the windows. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah. now we remove the glass and we shore up the foundation. Um, you know, whether they're going to use uh, push piers or helical piers. You know, the thing is, are you serious? It literally used to be a dump? 
like it's a garbage dump. Uh, yeah, because actually when there's any excavation work done, you can find <laughs> find old medicinal bottles. And, like, it's amazing what you'll find. I'm hoping I'll find gold down there. Deep enough, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. Then we don't care. Then we don't care how much it costs right. to raise the foundation. We got all kinds of money. Uh, well, I mean, the, the only reason that I say that is that, you know, when they when they do when they do this uh, foundation lifting, you know, so I, I, I don't know that uh, they could be. I don't know that Permaseal goes all the way to St. Joseph, Michigan, but they don't because I've heard you speak of Permaseal. Yeah. And I, I think years ago I tried it. Yeah, no, they don't it might be a little there. too far, but they they, they I, there's other, you know, um, they're, they're part of a network of a, of a company called Basement Systems. And so I'm sure that there's okay. a network of people out there as well. But they typically use what's called push piers, and those go into the ground until they hit bedrock. Now, if it was an old dump, they got to go pretty deep to hit that. And yep. uh, and so when they do, they can bring that foundation to where it needs to be. It won't move. You know, the $20,000, you know, sounds about right. I mean, I know it's not sexy, mm-hmm. but if they take the windows out and then they do this work, then they put the windows back in. If there's any adjustment that needs to happen at that point, you know, that can happen without damaging the glass. Right. In in retrospect, it's like I just wasn't thinking I wanted those windows in so bad that I should have had the work done prior to the windows. I think it's okay. I think it's okay, though, to do this. And I think that if they take the glass out, do the lifting and the shoring, in theory, they should fit back in no problem. If there's a little bit of adjustment that has to happen, I bet it's not a big deal. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Because actually, there was two neighbors that had this same thing um, done, uh, but the one put the windows in after. Right, but it does say he- helical. Pier- helical, yeah. So helical he- is like a giant. You know what? It's like. Uh, did you ever use a? Remember the old food uh, grinder with the big? You'd you'd put like tomatoes in, and then you just turn the wheel, and and it would oh, smash. Yeah. It's like yep. a giant version of that. Helical oh, okay. pier, yeah. helical yeah. pier, helical piers are good too. They'll do a nice job for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. Speaking of which, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're tuned into Lou, your favorite handyman, right here on House Mark Radio. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Go back to the phone line. This is uh, Kathy in Hoffman Estates. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Lou. Lou, I want to buy a cabinet at Ikea, but I don't like the color. And I'm... (laughs) Okay. So you love the cabinet. You don't love the color. Right. And I'm really not too confident about painting it. So it looks like it comes out of a store. Um, 
you got any ideas? Like, could I really spray paint it good where it wouldn't look like I did it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell me about the cabinet. Is it a a wall cabinet, a base cabinet? What is it? It, It's a... um, a six-drawer low cabinet I want to put in my dining room, and I want it to be like this uh, trendy blue, from white to blue. So it's like a, is it like a, um, is it like a buffet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it has a countertop. It, it has a top that's the same, you know, Ikea's not, it's the same as the side walls and the front of the drawers that come out. Right. And you're going to, yeah, no, so like, you're going to put it all together. Yeah. My well, son will do that part. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. if you're not confident, if you're con- if you're not confident, you can't paint it. What about your son? <laughs> well, I, I, I actually could put it together. I'm kind of handy that way. I like that. I like a like yeah. a, I like a good handy person. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, you know that look when you buy a piece of furniture at the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks it looks really, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, so here's yeah. the thing. When it comes to spray yeah. paint, if you're going to spray paint it, okay. Yeah. You're going to be limited by what colors are available in spray paint. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't use a can. I wouldn't use a can. You would spray. I get one of those. Well, yeah, one of those air, uh, airless sprayers. It, it, yeah. I don't. Yeah, okay. airless. Yeah. Do you, do you think I could do it where it wouldn't look like more on one side? I mean, is there a trick to that? I There's a trick, and so here. Okay, so here's the problem. Okay. Yeah. I just got done spraying a bunch of kitchen cabinets myself, and I own. Oh. There's a really good spray gun that I really like by Graco is the name of the company. Okay. Okay. That gun is $350. Oh. Which, if you're buying the IKEA cabinet, it probably costs more than the cabinet. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you could, okay. Uh, Clark, you don't think I could get a cheaper sprayer that a little cheaper? Like, don't uh, they have like uh, right? But it'll be a, it'll name. it'll be a hundred dollars for a Wagner sprayer, and then you're yeah. gonna, the problem is then the quality of the finish, in my opinion, out of a hundred dollar spray gun is not that good. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So here's yeah. what I would do. Okay. Ace under their Clark and Kensington line makes a. Uh. Cabinet and trim paint. Okay. That's what I use to spray the, all the cabinets that I've done lately, but I sprayed them. But on the boxes, like when I had to spray the boxes themselves, I couldn't spray them. I had to roll them. It's a self-leveling, alkalid-based paint. Okay? Okay. So now you could go to Ace, since it's one cabinet, and have them mix a quart in your trendy blue color that you want, okay? (laughs) Then when you, what I would do with this cabinet is before you assemble it, paint everything that you want painted before you put it all together. Got it. Capiche? Yes. Much easier to roll it, too, probably. Use a foam roller, 
Okay, yeah. so a tight knit foam roller. And what you'll end up doing, this is a self-priming paint. So what you'll do, Kathy, is you'll take a, a, a medium, no, you'll take a fine grit sanding sponge. Okay? And you're going to yeah. lightly sand every surface that you want to paint. Set it up on, set it up on an old table, whatever. Put you can buy these little uh, plastic. Uh, they look like little pyramids that you can put uh-huh. under the panels, so they're raised up off the table. And then you're going to carefully roll this out. Now, when you first roll it, you're going to say this looks terrible. Remember, it's self uh-huh. it's self leveling. So you're going to let that okay. you're going to let that dry, and it's going to self-level and prime it then you're going to do another coat you may even do three coats what color is this cabinet that you're buying it's uh, it's white it's white and so this trendy blue how blue is this is it deep blue baby blue it's uh not baby it's kind of that gray blue everybody's using so you're probably going to do three coats okay to get a nice depth of color. When you're done, it's going to look like you sprayed it, put it all together. They're going to be like, Kathy, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and do I seal it with anything? Nope. You put it all together, and then you bask in the oh. glow of your beautiful paint job. <laughs> all right, I will. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. <laughs> all right, I appreciate you calling this morning. I love a good go out and do it, right? Come on. But, but it makes no sense to go buy a... $300 Ikea cabinet and buy a $350 spray gun that you'll use once. You know, that's kind of crazy. 857-557-4LU, 920 in the morning. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This lady loves Lou. And I've been listening to you forever. I love you, love you. This guy, he loves Lou, too. I don't think I've missed a show except for when I was out of town. Yep, another lover. Good morning. I love your show. I look forward to it every Saturday. But hey, that's not what this rejoin is about. We're not trying to oversell Lou. I'm just doing like a public service announcement. You got a lot of love today. I'm. This is really good for my ego. So now you decide for yourself. Back to your host, Lou Manfredini on House Smarts Radio. What's love got to do? I can remember dancing with my wife to this song. Like at the club. At a club. At the club. At a club. You know, we were new. We were, yeah, this is uh, this was when she came back the second time. She was huge. That's a great song. It is a good song. It is a really good song. At the club. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Let's talk with Janice, who's in Paw Paw. Hi, Janice. Hey, Lou. See those? I'm that, so excited that I'm on the radio. With I you. know. I'm so excited too. But I'm so excited that I get to say Paw Paw because that's another fun yeah. word to say. Paw Paw. Hey, do you know where we are? In Paw Paw, Michigan. No. There's a Paw Paw, Illinois. No way. I know the Paw Paw, Michigan. I've been there. Yes, everyone knows Paw Paw, Michigan, and nobody knows Paw Paw, Illinois. Where's Paw Paw, <laughs> Illinois? We are uh, 40 minutes south of Rockford and 30 minutes west of Aurora. 40 minutes south of Rockford. So you're near Marengo? No, no. We are about, um, our town lies about a mile and a half from um, I-39. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. I can picture yeah. that. All right. I can picture that. And we're... 
if you've ever been to the Mendota Corn Fest, we are 15 minutes north of that. I've heard of the Mendota Corn Fest. I've never been there, but it sounds like it's beautiful out there. We're in, we're in corn country, baby. Yeah, I love that. Oh, good, good. Well, how can I help you out there? Well, um, we have a beautiful old Victorian house, and we have a gorgeous front porch that's covered. It's got a roof. And over time, we've been here for over 30 years, and the house is over 120 years old. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, our porch was uh, made of concrete, and we had several cracks. It just got worse. So we finally got it fixed. I was super excited about that. And it looks terrific. But um, the gentleman said, you know, we can either seal it or you can paint it. And because I have one section that was fixed before and now this new section, I wanted to paint it so it looks all uniform. Right. But we're bumping up against weather now. And when I could do it, it was so rainy. I can't get my local guy to come because he's busy. And I'm a teacher, so when I get home, it's too late, you know, every day to even get started. So I don't know what to do because the concrete guy said I should get it done before the snow flies. Um, or I could have him come and seal it, but then I couldn't paint it. So I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Do you just want it to be? Um, do you just want it to be uh, like a color, or do you want like a little? You know, you want it to look like granite, or what do you want? No, I don't. I don't want to have one of those um, epoxies. But um, our house, like, it used to be kind of a gray color. So I'm willing to, you know, paint it that so that it will all be the same. And I know there's concrete paints that will, you know, um, absorb into the concrete and then therefore, you know, seal it right. in that regard. Right. Which is kind of what I'm looking to do. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for like a gray, okay, um, mm -hmm. Rustoleum makes a, it's a concrete and garage floor paint with a primer built in. Right. And so oh. it's a one part epoxy. Okay. And I know it comes in different colors. They do make a battleship gray, you know, which is kind of like a lighter color, but it doesn't have any flake. Okay. It's just, uh, mm -hmm. it's, um, and, um, you can use it both on the inside or the outside. And, um, it's weather resistant. You know, it's great for porches and patios and stuff like that. So that would be one that I would consider. It's a Rust-Oleum. It's a satin finish, so it's not, you know. One thing you may want to consider, though, is when you buy it, you can get it at a paint store. So, okay, the concrete's been fixed and everything, and it, it needs to be clean and it needs to be dry. Right. Okay, so that's the key in in all of this. And you're going to, it won't take long to do, you know what I mean? So if we yeah. get some dry weather, I mean, and quite frankly, you know, like today, is it sunny by you out west? Yeah, it actually, the sun has come out just in the last half hour. Okay, so maybe take, if you have time today, even though it's cool, you know, if you took a, um, like a, a broom, and you could even just take dish soap and warm water, Okay. And put okay. it in a bucket and scrub the concrete and get all the dirt and debris and the grease, whatever be there, like Dawn would be great. And let it sit there for a little bit and then rinse it. Now it's rinsed and now it's clean. And now we're going to let it dry. And then next okay. Saturday, okay, 
um, if you have time and the weather holds out that it's dry, you're going to quickly damp, mop the surface, right? Damp, but damp, not wet, wet, because we want it to dry quickly. And you'll damp, mop it. You'll, you know, get up early morning, start the show starts at six. So you'll damp, mop it at six. By the time the show ends at 10, you'll paint. Oh, wow. Right. And you'll apply this epoxy. You'll stay off of it for 24 hours. As long as it doesn't freeze overnight, you're fine. Okay. That's what I was wondering is that, you know, uh, what is the temperature? Yeah. uh, As long as we don't freeze overnight. And it may be the type of thing, if it's fresh concrete, you may have to put two coats. So just keep that in mind as well. Thanks so much for the phone call. All right. Our Just Text Me segment is after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. For just text me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy. Look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Our phone number is 857-5574-Lou. That's also our text line. This is our Just Text Me segment. Every Saturday morning at 9.35 in the morning, 38. have some text messages for me? I do, Lou. Lou! Our toilet is running, and my husband blames me for sitting on the lid and putting my makeup on. Say it ain't so! Sitting on the lid? He's wrong. (laughs) Okay, next text message. He's wrong. (laughs) Sitting on the lid. Well, my guess is when you're sitting on the lid... If we're talking about the lid of the tank, I don't think I would sit on that because. Oh, but right? yeah, I think that you mean the lid of the tank, not the lid of the. Well, that's I'm guessing because if you're sitting on the to- if you're sitting on the lid of the toilet bowl, that is not causing it to run unless you're leaning back, and maybe the whole tank is loose. And that could potentially cause a leak. Do you remember there was a, uh, there is a, there's like these little clips you can buy that you take the lid of the tank off and you clip onto the tank. And it's like a spacer to go between the tank and the wall. And the, the, Serious side of this is that if you happen to be someone of a certain size, maybe a little bit larger, that many times when you're using the toilet, sitting in the toilet, you 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 are putting pressure on the back of the tank. And so that action of moving the tank back because of, you know, just your physical size can be problematic and cause leaks. And so this clip is like a spacer to hold the tank in place while you're using the toilet. And so perhaps, I'm not saying anything about this person, but if you're sitting on the lid of the toilet bowl, that's not causing it to leak. If you're leaning on the tank, that could. All right, that makes sense. How was that? Was I like a little bit like Switzerland mm-hmm. there, trying to keep good. my, right? Both good. sides yep. of the, right? right? I, was <laughs> in the, I was right there, standing there in the demilitar- demilitarized zone right there, right in the middle. <laughs> oh. All right, number two. Good job. <laughs> Two. Uh, we just had porcelain. Our la, la, la. we just had our porcelain floor tile installed. The grout is white. 
The installer says grout has a sealant in it. If we want grout to stay white, should we apply an additional sealant? Mm, it won't stay white. If you, even if you seal it, just enjoy what it looks like now, and it'll eventually, it'll eventually fade into whatever it's going to be. I know it looks great, but the sealer that typically now, especially if you do epoxy grouts, they have sealers in them. The newer ones now do have a built-in sealer. It's If it's Portland-based, depending on what they use, not all of them do. But if that's what the tile installer chose, it will eventually fade a little bit and get dirty. It has been my experience when you seal grout, it actually traps dirt. And so I am not a grout sealer. Like, that's just not me. There's plenty of opinions on the other side. But it's one of those things, tomato, tomato, and it's up to you. I wouldn't seal it. Uno mas? Just a quick update on the toilet situation. Yeah. Uh, she meant the toilet lid, not the tank lid, and she's a normal size. <laughs> okay. Well, like you said in the beginning, I'm just giving it's her not. Props. It's not. It's not leaking. It's not running because of you. And good for you for staying in good shape. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Oh, we just lost all our callers. They just all went to... Well, uh, let's do this. 9.42 in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break, line up those calls, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Here he is now on House Smarts Radio. Grab your pen. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is a Mark in Willowbrook. Hi Lou. Morning. Good morning. I have a question. I live in a bi-level house, and under my main floor, I have a crawl space. And my floors. I've been in the house for over thirty years. It, my floors are in the winter time. They're a little bit cold. Nothing severe, but they are cold. I do have my rim joists insulated, but just with fiberglass in, uh, insulation. I was thinking about having Permaseal do their uh, foam in there. Right. And was wondering your thoughts about that. And am I going to actually see a difference, or am I basically wasting my time and money? I I think that you will. So what I don't. So the, the so the idea behind this permafoam is they'll come in and take out the fiberglass, and then right. they will spray this. I believe it's they use a closed cell foam. Yes, they do. And yes. so that closed cell means that it really seals up. You know, when you when you I was talking earlier this morning about like caulking your um, your uh, base trim to what kind of floors do you have? Hardwood floors. Right. So two things I would do. I would have Permaseal come out and do this. It will improve the floor. What I don't want people okay. to think is that your floor doesn't become heated. It becomes less right. drafty. But along okay. with that, when they're doing, or even prior to them doing that, I want you to take a tube of clear caulking and caulk the, the shoe molding to the hardwood floor all the way around the perimeter of that room. Okay. So you're going to seal that draft there. 
they're going to come in and put that permafoam in between that ribbon joist, and it will Mm -hmm. keep that cold air out of that crawl, and your floors will not be as drafty. Okay. That's what I thought, but I've also heard some, like, am I getting, uh, taking a chance of any kind of uh, mold issue or anything because now there's no... No, because here's like, the, here's, so there's two, you know, when it comes to, I, I know where you're going and, and there's like, from a science perspective, there's two things. If I use closed cell and I fill all the gaps and there's no way for the air to get in there or to escape, uh-huh. you know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's like the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean, the metal in the water yeah, after 100 years, it starts to deteriorate, but it's the air and the combination of that that causes the issue. If I seal it all up and it's tight and I can't get any air out, then there's no mildew and mold issue. Okay. All right. And then my other, I have one more little question for you, too. I thought about having them insulate my walls that are down there. They have some kind of... uh I guess rigid insulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that to me would be the the Cadillac of the whole thing. If you're going to do it and they're okay. down there, I would do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, thank here, you very here, much. here's the thing. They worked on a project in a crawl space for us uh, at at a project we're working on, and they did an encapsulation in this crawl, and they did the insulation on the side. The house already had. Uh, some insulation on the perimeter of it. We didn't do the permafoam, but we did the rigid insulation and the encapsulation. That crawl space is clean and dry and warm just by that. Okay. Yeah. And so, so if you think about that, right, if the, if, the, if the crawl is clean and dry and warm, and now I've got the living space up above, it only, you know, the two and two together is that it all makes sense that that would be yeah. the same above. And it is. Okay. All right. I've never had a water issue or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. everything's dry down there, and I have, like, a slurry floor. Yep. It's not concrete, but a, a slurry. And I'm thinking if I did the foam and the walls, yep. I really should be okay. I think so, too. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. Have a great day, Mark. I appreciate you calling this morning. All right. Thanks. 857-557-4LU. 857-557. 5574568 is our phone number. We're uh, going to put Tony back on. We just lost Tony there for a second. It's uh, we're having like a a little hickety hick this morning on our stuff. So let's go back to uh 8575574 Lou. I believe this is uh Tony in Chicago. Hey Tony. Hey Lou. Uh Lou just real quickly. I met you at Northwestern many years ago. You dated one of my wife's best friends many years ago i dated one of yep. your wife's best friends so we're talking like 40 years ago yeah that's how old we are tony so. i remember you no i did tony I, I i although i am still friends with one of your wife's best friends liz yeah yes that's who it is yeah my wife laura anyway um I have a question. I have a I wait, have a wait, wait, wait. Can I just tell? Can I just tell a funny Northwestern story? Because you know, here at WGN Radio is the home of the Northwestern Wildcats, and back for sure. forty years ago, Northwestern's football team was not that great, you know. And I can remember going as a I was a high school kid at the time because Liz was a year older than me, and we would go to the games, 
and they would get crushed. That's back when the Big Ten was actually 10 schools, right? And they would get crushed. And the chance in the stands would be, that's all right, that's okay, you're going to work for us someday. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. Okay, how can I help it you? It was. No Sorry. one really went to the game. Any, <laughs> anyway, real quick, thank you for ta- thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a question. We have a home in in Sanibel, Florida, which is impossible to get anybody to do anything. Oh, right. And we have a we have a toilet that uh, the it's a porcelain toilet, but the the bowl top leaks. It's, there's a hole. It's almost like a hole at the bottom of that bowl there, that basin. Is that something that a, a lay person could fix, or do I need a plumber to replace a toilet, or can can any normal person replace a toilet? How hard is it, and what's the risk of doing it? To replace entirely, replace the toilet, or the bowl on top seems to be the main problem. Okay, so the issue with the tank on top is that you know if it's a relatively newer toilet, you should be able to buy the tank separately than the base okay but it has to be the same one right so if it's a Kohler toilet it has to be a Kohler tank and 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 within the within the tanks they are specific to a certain kind of bowl so if you were going to be this lay person and you've never done this before my recommendation would be you just replace the entire toilet now, how hard is that? All right, I'm going to walk you through it real quick. And there's a million videos on this, but it's really not that hard in particular if you can't find anybody to come out there and I know that Sanibel is still, you know, uh, a mess out there. You're going to turn the main water valve off to the toilet. You're going to flush the toilet. You're going to remove all the water that's in the bowl and in the tank and maybe take a rag or whatever to dry up as much as you can. You're going to loosen the water line that goes to the toilet, and typically you do that by hand, but you may need a pair of pliers or so to loosen that, righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Then there's two bolts that hold it to the ground called Johnny Bolts. Best name for a bolt ever. And um, so you'll take that off, and then you pull the entire toilet out, and you you need help with that because it's, really, it's a great way to throw out your back. Then with your new toilet... You're going to set the bowl first before you put the tank on. It's much easier to do with a brand new wax ring. Then you put the tank on. You put a couple screws, uh, bolts on that. You tighten it all down. Put the water line in. New toilet seat and you're good to go. Like I said, there's a million YouTube videos on this. You can do it. I highly recommend that you have someone help you move it around. Because setting a toilet is a great way to throw out your back. And you really do need to be careful with that. Thanks so much for the phone call. And I remember those days 40 years ago at Northwestern, back when it was called Dyke Stadium. Hey, that was our last call, sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Happy birthday, by the way, to the beautiful Ellen Cordick and her beautiful boys, Lovely, happy birthday. I love you so much. Lindsay, thanks so much for producing. Andy and John, always nice to be good with, with you today. 
Bob Fukuda, thanks so much for pushing all the buttons. Thank you all for listening to House Marks Radio. Andy Major is coming up next with pregame before Northwestern football. Have a great weekend, everybody.